Hello, family. Yes, it's only been two weeks since our last episode, but I already miss you. I'm working on a stellar season four, but I didn't want to wait on sharing this interview between me and one of my homies, Pastor Mike Todd. Listen, I know that this word impossible, this word faith, it gets thrown around a lot, but do you know what the word impossible means? According to the Oxford Dictionary, impossible is not able to occur, exist, or be done. Call me crazy, but I always say impossible is where God begins and miracles are what God does. I had to throw in this bonus episode because when we talk about faith for the impossible, the person that comes to mind is no other than Mike Todd. Listen, fam, please hear me on this. I know we've had him on the show before, but right now I can't stop listening and loving everything that this fool for Jesus is coming out with. In fact, he had a release party in Miami three weeks ago for a project he's been working on. And when I found out, I literally told Matt, I don't care what I have to move around. I'm going to Miami. Wise and sensible Matthew Ray Oltoff quickly did the math in his head of me flying out there and driving and event time. And he said, B, you know, you'll only be in Miami for 17 hours, right? <laughs> but friends, I leave the logic to him because I'm all about the crazy and unrealistic hashtag impossible. OK, I woke up at 3 a.m and drove to Los Angeles International Airport for a quick flight to the other side of the nation. Because when you write an endorsement for your friend who writes his guts out in a book in the form of a treatise that you think will radically change the faith of others, what do you do? You show up. I heard this phrase, quote, a ministry of presence once. And honestly, it's like Christian-y talk, and I heard it at church, and I was kind of annoyed. And I didn't really understand what it meant. However... I got it. Have you ever had those moments where you don't really understand, but somehow you get it? Yeah, that was that moment. I've been thinking about that phrase. A midwife doesn't push out the baby from her womb, but their presence in the delivery room makes a difference. A nurse doesn't prescribe medication, but their presence to the sick makes a difference. A weightlifting spotter may not even be touching the bar that you're bench pressing, but their presence makes a difference. I love Pastor Mike, and I told him that I'll support him in anything he does. Because here's the truth. When you help others go to new heights, we do too. You know I want to be the Oprah of giving away presents. So as always, when you post and tag on social media about this post, you can go ahead and tag at I am Mike Todd and at Bianca Oltoff with something you've learned or heard, and you'll be entered to win one of five books that I'm sending to five lucky winners. The reason why I do these giveaways and the reason why I make these financial investments is that I realize that when I teach at conferences or I preach at churches, Sometimes I don't always get to see the impact or hear what anything I've deposited has made a difference or even sometimes even feel the feedback. When you sow seeds into the ground, it's a blessing when you know that others are blessed. So let's show Pastor Mike some love and let him know what his podcast has taught you. I love it. Well, we're already recording. So oh, OK, well, welcome. I love you. <laughs> This is awesome. I know. I am so excited. I get to spend some time with you. And like, listen, we just crossed the threshold of one year as a podcast. And Come on, we congratulations. Tallied, thank you. Thank you. And we tallied the numbers. And guess who had like far and away the most amount of downloads in our podcast history? You, my brother. Oh, <laughs> that's crazy. Hand to heaven. Hand to heaven. But it's called crazy faith, brother. It's called crazy faith. Hey, listen, right. when you when you when you put the brother with the Latina sister, there's there you some, go. There you go. That, you there's know, something that happens. Something happens. It's well, in the sauce. Listen, I am so excited that we get to spend time together. But I was talking to Matt about 
just kind of your Midas touch, like brother, everything, the Lord's hand of favor and anointing is upon you. And you have a crazy amount of faith. And that's what this entire podcast is dedicated to It is we're talking about the impossible. All right. But my hesitation, my fear, I want to start with ground zero. I want to start from like the very beginning. When we talk about faith, there's songs that use the word faith. There are poems that use the word faith. Faith is on Instagram means. So we are letting so many other people define what the word faith is. But when you talk about faith, how are you defining faith? Yes. So faith, number one, is the core component of a believer's life. Like without faith, you can't pray without faith. According to the Bible, you can't you can't do anything without faith. Faith is the one thing that pleases God over everything else. Without it, it's the one thing he's like, ah, that that doesn't please me. Like, I need you to have faith. And faith is one of those things that I think we we become in love with the idea of faith, but not actually the practice of faith. Like I'm a person of faith. What does that actually mean? Like, what, what does that mean? When I say I'm a person of faith, my faith has an object. It's not optimism. It's not the universe. It's not this idea. My faith is anchored to Jesus and the finished work that he did on the cross for us and the plan that God has for humanity. Like that's, so you can't have faith if it's not tied to anything, if it's not anchored to anything, if there's not something greater than it holding it up. And so for me, um, when I talk about crazy faith, their thoughts and actions that completely don't make any sense at this current moment, but firmly and securely believing that those things are possible to happen. And that for me, I've seen time and time again in my life, Bianca, that things that were not there, um, the Bible clearly defines it as it's the faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Like Mm -hmm. it's this idea of bringing what's already in heaven to earth but I'm believing on earth like it's already on earth and it begins to become my reality because I got a receipt for something that I haven't received yet. And I, and, and, and I don't know for me, it's the way the believer should live. It says the just shall live by faith. And um, I'm just here to stir people up. I want to be people's crazy faith coach. So, okay, but here's moving. here's the thing. We talk about faith. You're defining faith. You're putting the theology behind the fa- behind faith. But like you literally put this adjective right before faith and it's crazy faith. So when you talk about faith, when <laughs> I mean, literally, brother, I listened to the first I listened to this entire series and then read the book. And then now I'm also doing this crazier faith series with you right now. (laughs) But I think we talk about faith. Faith isn't a concept that's new to people, but the way that you're talking about it, it's, 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 it's insane. Crazy is the operative adjective. So what's the first step to crazy faith? I think the first step to crazy faith, number one is knowing that it starts as baby faith. Like everybody wants it to be crazy. They want it to be big. They want it to be extravagant. They want it to touch the world. But a lot of times, everything that God does on this earth starts in seed form. Everything. The biggest tree you've ever walked up under, it started as a seed. Mm -hmm. And I think that most people, especially in our Instagram instant microwave generation, right now we're trying to figure out how to Amazon into our life, like a full grown hundred year old tree. And we do not value the seed. And what I'm trying to tell people is like where I'm at in my life is a bunch of baby faith steps. It's a bunch of doing what was in front of me. 
it, it's stuff like, okay, I, I'll just tell this story that when I, before I became a pastor, I knew I wanted to bless people and be generous just to be generous. I had no money. I was a producer who was um, depended on my next job and my next gig to get money and all this other stuff. But in, in baby faith, I started an account that literally was called the blessing fund. I had no money in it, but the, the step that I could do was start the, the free checking account and title it. All I did was start it and title it. And when I got $100, I put it in there. Now that account blesses tons of people every year. But it was started in baby faith, not with no backing. Not I wasn't Pastor Mike Todd. I, wasn't, I hadn't written a book. I, I barely had written down. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I, I was nobody to nobody except God. And God recognized my baby faith. And so I want to encourage people who are listening to this right now that there's a step you can make today. I didn't say this week. I didn't say tomorrow. One of the first baby steps you can do is the things that God's placed in your heart are the things that you know. You can write it down. Yeah. Make it into a vision. Take it from imagination and put it down in a vision. And when you start taking those baby steps, it's amazing what God will do with a little bit of faith. That's why he said to his disciples, he, he said, listen, man, if y'all would just have the faith as small as a mustard seed, it was seed form. It was baby. He said, you could look at these um, mountains. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing I can see and tell it to be removed and it would have to obey. And that lets me know, I don't need a bunch of faith. I just need baby faith right. and God can do a whole bunch with that. Okay. So, um, I listen to you and I get so turned up. My faith grows even when I'm just like talking to you and I'm in your presence. So, uh, you're a pastor, Matt and I are leading a church in orange County and we are constantly reorienting people to like push them to desire greater faith, to desire God, to ask God, but what happens and where do you, and how do you walk with people when we could say, hey, you could trust God, God is for you, but then God answers in a way that leads to perceived disappointment. How do you, yeah, how do you so, handle that tension? So one of the things that I tell people all the time is that for us as believers, we do not serve a genie. So we don't get to sing three Maverick City worship songs, uh, pray, and then ask God for whatever and he does it. The Bible um, talks about how God is sovereign. And one of the things that I understand as a believer is that I have a job and God has a job. What I told my church, even this past Sunday, I said, believing is my job. Like that's my job. The outcome is his job. And a lot of people will not believe unless they know the outcome. Mm. They want insurance, not assurance. They want to know that if this don't work out how I said it's going to work out, then God, you're going to pay me back some other way. And the thing that I know is I have assurance that even if it doesn't work out the way I wanted it to work out, God is with me. And that's different. And so I tell people all the time, like we put our faith in God and we believe and we obey and we do these things. And then we trust God with the outcome. It's no different than me with my kids. My kids want donuts, ice cream and pizza every morning for breakfast. That is not what I'm going to give them, not because I don't want them to have it, but I know what's on the other side of them living a lifestyle like that. Yeah. If I give them what they want all the time, there are certain things that will not develop and there's other things that will deteriorate. And God is such a good God in their finite minds, in their eight-year-old and five-year-old and, and three-year-old mind. Daddy's like keeping something from me, but I'm not keeping something from them. I'm keeping them for something else. Yeah. And what God, God is 
telling um, us as his children is if it doesn't work out how we want it to work, it's working out in our favor anyway. And that's the part where we have to trust God. And so for me and for everybody, listen, I'm just telling you, do your part, do your job, obey God, believe God, and then let him do his part. Be sovereign, put you in the place in the space you're supposed to be. And that takes faith as well. Okay. So um, we're listening to this. And I, again, when I hear you talk about this, my faith is bolstered. And not only is it bolstered, I just, it makes me believe God more and believe God for more. So um, it was your Transformation Church's five-year birthday. And I just had a conviction. I had to go. You guys just got this miracle building. Actually, actually, okay. So you people need- I couldn't believe you. You are the queen of that. You just be pulling up. (laughs) If you ever want a friend that just pull up, Bianca Otop is the friend that just pulls up on you. And I love you. But you know, I, 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 I subscribe to the School of Thought of Ministry of Press. And when God is doing something in someone's life, I want to be the person at the end of the finish line with large semaphores and a big sign saying you could do it because you are you are paving paths that other people are going to walk on. And so going to the five year birthday uh, for for TC, I remember sitting there and watching this and I'm like, God, you are so faithful. You are so good. The lie, the comparison, the I don't I don't even know what the word is, but I think oh the temptation. That's it. The temptation is to think, wow, God did this for transformation and Pastor Mike and Natalie in five years, God could do the same thing for Matt and I. When people begin to see, oh, God did it for you this way, God's going to do it for me in the same way. What do you speak to? How do you address that? And how do we guard our hearts from like the comparison trap? Yeah. yeah. So the thing, the truth of the matter is God could do it the same way like that, that, that is, but it's not likely. And and the reason why is because God has something specific to get glory out of your life. And there are different um, um, variables and different stories and different ways he wants to get glory out of your life. And so, again, I've gone to so many people and, and seen so many things and said, God, I want you to do that for me. God has no problem with you asking. And that's the one thing that people get messed up. Like the Bible says, ask, like he said, like, God, I, I want what I want, what you did there. I want that to happen to me. I've done that with Pastor Furtick. I've done that with different churches that I've been around, different people that I've been. I like God, that impact. I would love to do that. At the same time, you always have to factor in the backside of the blessing. Like there are certain things that come on the backside Mm. of whatever blessing you're asking for that many times you're not praying for those things. And so God's such a good father that when you pray for certain things, he's like, okay, if if, if you really want me to do that, now it's going to take another five years for me to prepare your character to deal with the criticism. Because if I give you that platform now, or I give you that job now, or if I give you that boyfriend or that wife or that husband now, your current character will destroy the blessing because you'll be popping off at the mouth in DMs. They don't know me. I'm still getting saved. They'll, you'll be doing the whole nine. And God was like, yeah, that's why we needed a little more time. And that's why I tell people always believe God for your lane. 
like believe him. Like you can, you can believe that you can run at a fast pace or be able to win the race that God has given you, but believe in your lane. And I believe that it's greater because God doesn't want another Mike Todd. He doesn't want another Stephen Furtick. He doesn't want another Rick Warren. He doesn't want another anybody. He doesn't want another Bianca. He wants us to be who he created us to be because in us being our authentic selves, he gets complete glory. And if some of the story intertwines or looks similar, um, it's just letting you know that God is so good. But I promise you, there's 8 billion people on this world and none of us look exactly alike. Even twins, you're a twin. <laughs> like even twins, like as much as y'all look alike, there are differences yes. because God is that big and he's that good. And all of our uniqueness in our stories brings him glory. So I would encourage people, learn and glean from people, but then ask God, how does this play out in my story? And then be okay with it. I can't tell you how many years people don't know that like I was going like four years before everything blew up. Like I, ha I had I had been going and being faithful. We had uh, our stuff on YouTube and 100 people watched it a week. Like this wasn't me trying to get something. It was me being faithful. And I'm telling you, when you're faithful, then God makes you fruitful. OK, so you said this in the book and I don't remember hearing this. Maybe you said it in the sermon, too. But um, I, I highlighted it when I was reading through the book, even just preparing for our conversation is too often our facts. I think you said it too often our facts erode. erode, erode our faith. And I'm yeah. loving some alliteration. And I love the way that you preach because my brain just thinks like it I was homeschooled, raised on Sesame Street. I get it. Sometimes <laughs> our facts erode our faith. So how do we guard our hearts? How do we guard our minds from looking at literally the reality that's in front of us when it yeah. looks impossible? I ask people to check the source. See, right now, most people believe in Google more than they believe in God. And so if you are in that space, the Bible tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. I encourage people who need faith to get in the Bible, because as you begin to read through the Gospels and see Jesus doing miracles and watch how 5,000 families get fed with two fish and five loaves and watch how God can speak to a, a fig tree that's not producing and tell, tell it to shrivel up. And the next day, the disciples who walk with Jesus come by and be like, yo, that actually worked. Like what is going on when you start your faith starts growing to know the power that Jesus has and then the power that we have as believers in Jesus. And so what ends up happening in that thought process is you stop using the facts as final. Mm. Like, like I acknowledge the facts. I don't ignore facts, but it's not final. There is a God who can go beyond the facts that I see right now. And you just think about it in practical. Let's come out of the Bible. Let's come out of everything else. If I was to tell you that 15 years ago, that we could be in two different parts of the country, watching each other in HD quality, recording a show that would play to tons of people's cellular devices with no cables attached to them, people would have said we were crazy. Mm -hmm. there, that, that could not have happened. But now that that barrier has been broken, it, it's everyday life. And what I'm saying to people is God is a barrier breaking God. He's a God that looks at limits and says, oh, I can do something about that. He's a God that looks at divorce and says, oh, I could bring that couple back together, even though they are divorced six years, live in different houses. These are real stories that have happened that that. Oh, I'm a God that can take somebody who's strung out, that's frustrated with their career, that went to school for all of this stuff, and I can bring that all into one big, beautiful masterpiece and use it for my glory. 
I'm the God who will break barriers. And so I tell people all the time, know the facts, but don't let it erode your faith. Don't let it slowly gnaw at that thing that feels like the impossible is still possible. That knows that God is bigger than the situation. And uh, yeah, 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 some of y'all need to just stop Googling stuff. That's the other thing. Some of y'all just need to stop Googling. Go to God, not Google. Okay, so this is the point where somebody listening is like, yeah, that's great. You're a pastor. Thank you, Pastor Mike. You're real holy. But I want to put a person in front of the pastor right now, because you are yeah. a dad and a husband, an amazing yeah. dad, an amazing husband, not perfect, as I'm sure I'm not even trying to no. pontificate that. But I you are you are a man who fights for his family and fights for his marriage. Yeah. And I remember being at your book launch in Miami. That's another one I just posted up at because I was like, I, I got to support. I, got I, was, to support. I was literally <laughs> shocked. I didn't even know what to do. Like you came all the way across the country supported set in the second row and then like dipped out the next morning because i, I believe time. in this book i believe wow. not just in the book it's not the book it's the message I'm, yeah. I'm i've been saying this for a year and i know i sound crazy and i don't care god is ushering in revival to not just this yes. nation but the globe and we have got to be people of faith and so yeah. um i just yeah that's a whole other conversation a whole other podcast for a whole other day but, but, but this is what i will say i remember being at the book launch in miami shout out to vu church and rich and don Cherie. i love book, them Amazing, amazing people. My people. Uh, they cultivate such an environment of faith, and it was the perfect place for a party. It really was. But you just had this moment where it almost felt like the air was sucked out of the room in all the right ways. It was so quiet. You could hear a pin drop, but you started talking about MJ, your son. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to preach about faith. It's one thing to exegete about a faith passage. It's one thing to teach about faith. But my brother, you are living in a posture of faith that is so beautiful. For those that don't know the backstory, will you take us a little bit on what your crazy faith is for you and your relationship with your son? Yeah. So one of the things that I let people know all the time is that a pastor is my title and role, um, but I'm Michael and I'm a son of the king. Like, and that means that good things happen to me and things that I don't really like happen to me too. So um, this message of crazy faith, I didn't want to write it. Like I honestly wanted to wait until what I know and believe God is going to do was done. And for everybody that doesn't know my son, MJ, he's about to be six years old. Um, he has autism. He's still nonverbal. He's still not potty trained, uh, the cutest, sweetest little boy in history. Um, but we, me, and when I say we, me and my wife, Natalie, are faced every day with looking at a situation that God can intervene in and we want him to intervene in and we're still in waiting faith. And I don't know who I'm talking to right now. Um, it may not be your child, but it may be a marriage. It may be fertility. It may be um, a job. It may be for somebody to see you. You're waiting. And I didn't want to write Crazy Faith because I felt like the perfect ending to this book would have been. And I believed God and it took three years. And MJ is talking and reading and in school now and dot, 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 dot. And that's not the case. Like MJ was at speech therapy yesterday and had to take him again today. And he, we're, he only eats certain things and gluten-free chicken nuggets. And we're trying to expand like every day I am standing in fact, and the heck would you 
give me this message of crazy faith, but then give me something that I would give up everything for, like to just see my son be in a typical situation. Like, why, why would you do this? And God said, I'm going to get glory while you're going through the story. Mm. And for me, faith is not a catchphrase. It's not a gimmick. It is my authentic everyday experience, trusting God in the face of what doctors have said, in the face of um, every birthday that comes around, in the face of what even others have experienced, like, and what we should be expecting. I'm expecting a miracle and believing is my job. Like the outcome is God's job, but it will not be because I didn't believe that I didn't stand in faith, that I didn't speak in faith, that I didn't declare out loud. And some people are saying, well, what if it doesn't happen? Like, what, what will that say about God? He's still good. Like, he's still good that my son is here and that I'm out here on the limb believing God. I mean, I bet Noah felt pretty crazy building the ark when there was no rain. I bet Abraham felt crazy leaving the country that he knew. I bet David felt a little strange going up against Goliath. But after it happened, it was only crazy until it happened. And I even dedicated this book to MJ. Can I read that real quick? I, I um, was it's in my notes. It's in, I was okay. prepared. I said, I'm going to have you read the intro, please. Yes, so, so this is my crazy faith on display for everybody to see, like everybody who's ever going to see this book. And I said to my only son, Michael Alexander Todd Jr., you have given daddy a reason to believe God in crazy faith that goes beyond my ability to express in words. I can't wait for us to have a conversation about how God did this miracle. It's only crazy until it happens. And even as I read that, I get emotional every single time because I crafted those words intentionally because right now we can't have a conversation, but we will one day have a conversation about what God did. And it doesn't even matter who else believes. Like it's only crazy until it happens. I said this in the introduction leading up into this podcast. Um, you didn't even hear this part, but I get emotional listening to that because it was at the book launch in Miami where you're talking about the faith that you have for MJ. And I've met MJ before. I know his voice. I know his, his tenor. And as you were on the stage, it was you and Natalie and Pastor Rich was interviewing you. You're talking about having a conversation with your son and MJ with his uh, Bose noise, noise canceling headphones yep. was just talking and, and he was making yeah. noise. Yep, and yep, yep. I heard in my spirit that that noise is going to be words one day. And you're not the only one that has yep. this faith. I really, I stand with you and um, your you. crazy faith is my crazy faith. And as I kind of, as, as, as I get to have this conversation with you, I'm standing with you in faith. I Thank know that you. one of the things that you said was, in the book was having a community around you to believe. Yeah. Yes, I get to say that with you, but let me just let you know, though you haven't come to um, TFHOC yet, one day yet. in the name of Jesus, yet. one day that in the name of Jesus. Listen, yet. I know, but I'm waiting. I'm waiting I'm to coming. cash that in. I'm, I'm waiting. Coming. No, no, I, I, it has to be the right moment because I got to soak it for everything. It no, is. I'm, co I'm coming several times. I, I'm going to be a regular. I might be on your teaching staff. Don't but, even okay. trip. Ooh, 
Lord, Lord, you heard it from, from Mike's mouth to, to your ears, Jesus. Okay. But no, for real, that wasn't, that wasn't like, I'm not trying to low key get you to come out. I, it's, I'm saying this because though you've never been there, what you have done for our church, I need, I need every podcast listener to know that you are not just a man who speaks faith. You're a man who lives faith. You have recorded videos for us. You have encouraged us. You have given funds to the church. My God. So I just need everyone to know the reason why I stand behind you, like ride or die, like yeah, you, click you, for life is because is because like you are a man who doesn't just preach about it. You're a man who lives it. And okay. And as we wrap this up, because I know, I know we got to go, we got to go, but listen, the thing that I, I am absolutely just like obsessed with is that it's not enough. Like faith is this limitless gift from God. And then I look at your life and the Lord gave you the spirit West bank arena. And it wasn't enough because brother, for those that don't know the story, give us, give us like the, give us the, the synopsis version of the getting the arena, but then y'all just got some office space in Tulsa. I mean, it's just, it's just like, you could have, you could have written that story until your grave and it would have been the mighty story of faith, but it just, it it was just like more and more (laughs) and more and more. So, so I want you to tell people this limitless God that we have with limitless potential, we can come to him with our crazy faith and then God's just going to do the most. So tell us, tell us the most recent miracle. So, so what everybody got to know is that the Bible says when the son of man comes back to the earth, he asked one question, will I find faith? Not churches, not groups, not um, media kits that talk about Jesus. He said, when I come back, will I find faith? And I am convinced that God wants to blow our minds on earth that make people miracles. The Bible says are for unbelievers. It draws people in. It makes them be like, how in the world did these uneducated, random, loud hoodie wearing like how did this happen for them like this goes against but god uses the foolish things to confound the wise so what ended up happening is 37 days after me becoming the lead pastor of the church i write down a bunch of crazy stuff five years later we get an arena pay it off in six months the city of bixby built it for 54 million dollars or something like that and we but paid 10.5 million for it and with 900 parking garage all of this other stuff that's where crazy faith came from okay and um so then one day I'm driving into our parking lot and basically our church sits at the back of this business complex called the Post Rock Business Complex. And it has everything from state farms and chiropractic offices and which, which, and even the land that Chick-fil-A sits on, Chick-fil-A, which yes, is brother. holy ground. That's <laughs> holy ground. And so what ended up happening was God said, don't take your foot off the gas, believe for the entire complex. And I'm like, it's not even for sale. He said, believe for the entire thing. And so I said, well, I got crazy enough faith to believe for it. One year after we bought the entire arena, we bought the entire complex. Second highest retail rent district in the city of Tulsa. And now all of that revenue is coming to our organization so that we can fund missions and do stuff like that. Like, And so I'm like, yo, this is nuts. I'm on sabbatical, Bianca. We just had our fourth little baby, Gia Joy. And I'm on sabbatical in June. And basically I get a call that there's a meeting and I'm like, a meeting? What's the meeting about? And they was like, never mind, we'll tell you later. Cause they knew they weren't supposed to bother me, but they one of my guys, he like threw me in there. <laughs> and basically our team was looking for some office space because we want to renovate our children's area here at the church to be state of the art for all of the families coming back and stuff like that. And we realized we needed some more space. And so we were going to office somewhere else. 
while we're looking at this office space, it's a it's an office building on 30 acres, 197,000 square feet. It literally has boardrooms on every floor. It has workout gyms. It has a 700 car mm. garage. It has a pond, a walking pond. It's just ridiculous. State of the art security, a thousand person uh, shelter under it. I mean, it's like ridiculous. We were just looking to now watch this. We were looking to lease three floors lease three floors and in the middle of the negotiation they came and asked do we want to buy the whole building i said what and literally it was june 25th when i walked into that building papers were ready to sign august and we purchased the 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 transformation towers and y'all this looks like a building that tony stark built for the avengers no like, it, it literally does like it, it literally it, does i can't even like make this up and this is what God told me, though, Bianca, because this is why we're in a series right now at Transformation Church called Crazier Faith, not just crazy faith, but crazier faith. And the subtitle is Beyond Belief, because what ended up happening is once you unlock crazy faith, that's why I want everybody to get this book. Once you unlock crazy faith, you live at a level of faith that yeah. then God comes to look for you to partner with him because God can't do anything on the earth without a partner. And so literally. I'm sitting at home. God taps me on the shoulder, says, I want to show you something I want to partner with you on. Out of all of the acquisitions we've ever made in my six years of being the pastor, this cost the most and it was the easiest. It was like every obstacle was jumping out of the way because God wanted to do this, but he needed somebody with the faith to believe that it could happen. And literally we did that a couple of weeks ago. I told our church, we got the keys, the keys, the keys again. And now it will be a headquarters that will equip people in the entire world to do transformative ministry. And it's just crazy. Listen, I cannot wait for people to get this book into their hands. As always, I'm giving away five copies of this book Whoa. that I'm personally buying on Amazon. We got to boost those numbers. And then Whoa. people leave amazing positive reviews on Amazon. Pastor Mike, your faith is um, inspiring and not inspiring as in we stand back and watch like a fireworks show. It's inspiring to make us get up and do. I love you and Natalie. I love the church. I'm so grateful for you for your I time. I love you too. You have so much to do. And yet you took the time to be on this podcast and thousands of people are going to to hear it and be blessed because of it. So I love you. Thank you, you are so my sister. So you are my sister. Don't ever get it twisted. I love Bianca and Matt. I love the church. I love what God is doing through you. Thank you mm -hmm. for being a, not just a friend that supports what God is doing, but you're somebody who has applied this even where, where you guys are in your ministry right now. Yeah. I watched you come and take faith back yes sir orange county yes sir and now y'all are in the movie theater i've seen stuff yep. on there i was like this look good <laughs> and i'm just seeing everything go to the next level i'm so proud of you i love you it's love crazy you. faith season b it's crazy, it's crazy faith, baby. Faith it's crazy your faith Come it's on. only crazy until, it, until happens. it happens that's right i love you guys i love you too Well, fam, that is why I love me some Michael Todd. He is the real deal, and I love that we got to learn from his wisdom and absorb his faith. As a reminder, go ahead and tag us and let us know what you have crazy faith for. Friends, what is your impossible? Remember, if you want to win a copy of his new book, Crazy Faith, tag at I am Mike Todd and at Bianca Oltoff to be entered to win a copy. Or you can go out and pick up your book at any Target or book retailer and get yourself a copy. I hope producer Marty doesn't get mad for letting the cat out of the bag too soon, but we have another bonus episode for you next Thursday. I hope that you are subscribed so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes, especially as we launch into season four. 
Love you so much, friends. We'll catch you next week.